0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Stadium Drive Podcast. I'm Hudgens. I'm here with Brad this afternoon. What's up? What's up, dude? Just hanging out. So, um, on this episode of the Stadium Drive Podcast, we have Big Tennessee from Barstool Sports. Uh, pretty fun interview. We talk some behind the scenes. We talk some Tennessee football, how they are killing recruiting right now. We talk Coach Dugs, who is the current coach at Tennessee. Coach um. Besides that, we you know we, we talk we talk some Braves, we talk some college football, basketball, baseball, whatever you name it, we talk it. Um, but before we get to that interview, I want to tell everybody about a giveaway that we have decided to do. And the giveaway is with our sponsor Manscaped, and what it is, it's a perfect package 3.0. Okay, hundred dollar value. It's a great giveaway. The rules to the giveaway is you have to follow Manscaped. You have to follow us on Twitter. You also have to either be subscribed to us on YouTube and or podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, and show proof that you are subscribed. Um, DM it to us. uh, Send it to us. Tweet it to us. Whatever whatever you need to do, just show proof that you are subscribed. Your name will be thrown in a hat. Um, if you subscribe to YouTube and podcast together, that's, that's two entries. So, um, Brad, you want to tell everybody what is in the, uh, perfect package 3.0?
1: Yeah. Perfect package 3.0. It's the, uh, the best package y'all around for below the belt grooming, uh, for men there, uh, with the overall big item being the lawnmower 3.0. It's a great razor. Uh, it's got a light on it, which is awesome. You also get uh, ball deodorant, ball toner, and then uh, one of the best parts of the package as well is the boxers. I'm very particular about that, uh, about you know the, the boxers that I wear, uh, but I, I feel like I won't wear any other pair of boxers other than Manscaped because they, they are far beyond the best uh, boxer out there. And then you also get the Magic Mat and the Shed as well, so the Shed being the overall storage for all your equipment there yeah. as well, so... It's a great package, uh, definitely worth the hundred bucks, but if you can get them for free, definitely subscribe, uh, and definitely follow us on both uh, Twitter and uh, in- if Instagram as well, and then uh, subscribe on, on YouTube. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great deal. It's easy. All you have to do, you have to follow Manscaped as a requirement. Follow Manscaped. Follow Stadium Drive Podcast on Twitter and or Instagram. And then also subscribe to us on YouTube and Spotify or Apple podcast or however you're listening to this. Send us proof. Um, like I said, comment in this video or DM us or whatever you need to do. Just send us proof that you are subscribed. Your name will go in a hat and we will draw sometime next week. Still us it. Maybe next, maybe next Monday we'll draw. Then uh, we'll go from there. But uh, you just want to go ahead and jump into this Big T interview? Let's do it. All right. See you. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Stadium Drive Podcast. The interview segment is brought to you by Manscaped. What I need you to do is go to manscaped.com, get you something real nice, Lawnmower 3.0. Or the brand new Weed Whacker, which is the Nose Trimmer, which is awesome. And then uh, use our promo code STADIUM for 20% off and free shipping. And, uh, yeah, that's all you got to do. But uh, right now we have a very special guest on here with us. Big Tennessee from Barstool Sports. What's going on, man? Nothing much. How are y'all? Good. Good, dude. Hanging out. So... um. How did, you, uh, how did you start with Barstool? It, it, it was from the, um, the song, right? The Saturdays are from the... Yeah, morning.
2: so actually, the day we're... What's that? The 28th? Whatever day we're recording is four years since Harambe died, the gorilla from the Cincinnati Zoo. Yeah. Which R-I-P. was actually... Uh, this, that was actually the second song, but a friend of mine and I had done these couple songs, and Dave saw one of them, and we went on the rundown. And then we wrote that one about Harambe, and we were actually on one of like the first ever episodes of Pardon My Take. We did that, mm. and uh, that I just had Dave's phone number from like doing that. And then they they kind of relaunched this college program where every college has these social media managers and stuff like that. So I just texted Dave. I didn't know any better. I had his phone number. I just said, "Hey, don't let anybody interview for this for Tennessee. I want it." He was like, yeah. "Okay." he didn't care so he just referred me to whoever uh was running it at the time and i got that and i did that for 2 years and that got me my internship interview which led to me working there full time now that's awesome I awesome. um, yeah, i seen
1: a video of you uh getting a full time uh yeah. offer there from dave so how, how yep. often do you like do you see him like is it often is it like
2: uh, in the office yeah every day i mean oh, our right. office is not very big um, okay yeah, so in the office every day. Obviously, I haven't in two and a half months, however long it's been. Yeah. Right. But, uh, but yeah, we all see everybody in the office every day.
0: It, is, is it the same, Dave, that you see on camera? Is it easy to see? Yes.
2: I think that's why, like, Barstool's so successful is that, like, there just happen to be cameras around everywhere, but, like, yeah. nothing is – I mean, the shit that happens, like, you couldn't <laughs> fake, like
0: – Like, for instance, you talking too much in the office.
2: Yeah. Like we were, we were having an argument and then somebody just shows up with a camera and you don't don't really ever get used to that. Like that's always kind of weird. Some, like anytime somebody raises their voice, I mean, a decibel, somebody races in with a camera, (laughs) but I mean, that's why, that's why it works so well. Like, that's, that's just people, like people ask me all the time, like, what's, what's the inside deal with all this? I'm like, if you watch stool scenes, you know as much or more about Barstool than I do. Like, that's everything.
0: Yeah. 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 Does, um, does anybody give you shit on your shoe, uh, shoe size anymore? Or is that past? Uh,
2: I mean, I guess. I, uh, it's not like a talking point very often. I guess when it comes up. The other day, somebody's <laughs> trying to remember what it was. Oh, it was uh, – people were talking about the, the Nike sneakers app and how, how it never works. And I was like, I used it one time. It was for the Jordan 5s that came out a few weeks ago. Yeah. i got on bought the shoes i wanted got off it worked just perfect i was like all you have to do is wear a size 17 and it works just <laughs> fine you'll be good to go
1: <laughs> now for uh, in the office you're talking about a small is that the same place they have the studios for like the barguments and part of my take? Yeah. And is that on the same
2: building yep or is, is that in- there
1: all the time or is that just like a set that they do
2: the arguments i'm actually not sure but like part of my t- so we have got all the desks we've got kfc radio has a studio part of my take has a studio we've got a room with a big green screen in it where we do all sorts of stuff. That's where like Barstool sports advisors is filmed. We've got two other podcast studios that are used for any, anybody else. Yeah. Um, and then we have the bar where like some, like, uh, Jeff Vibbert's show, uh, lowering the bar is filmed. So we've got, we've got places in there that we, we record everything.
0: Nice. Um, Um, Who is uh who's like one of your best friends at work? Who's who's one of the some of the boys that you interact um, with? Um most?
2: most of them I'd say are like not really content people I guess in terms of content. Uh I love Jeff Lowe a lot. Jeff and I are good pals. College yeah. football Saturdays we uh we would play cornhole. We'd get we'd get there at like 11:30 so that we could play cornhole before the game started. Yeah. That was always our deal. Um I mean, there's nobody at Barstool I dislike. I I feel like everybody is pretty good friends with each other. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess most of my best friends in the office are probably non-content people. Brandon Newman is somebody I love a lot. Oh, nice. Um,
0: is that – yeah. that's who you were talking to, right, when Daniela was – Yeah,
2: so Brandon sits across <laughs> from me. And that whole deal was like – it was the one of the first few days that we had had our desks moved. Yeah. And Daniela, the the I guess catalyst of that, like we're good friends now. Like it's not a big deal. Like yeah, that's just it's just one of those barstool things that like
0: happens to blow a, up.
2: Now. Yeah, turns into a week long thing that like people love to see. I think people just like to see. Yeah, it like the show The Office. Obviously, that's a scripted fake sitcom. Mm-hmm. But like, I think people just like to see the inner workings of like other people. Do you, yeah. do you guys ever why... get anybody
1: that comes in and they can't handle like the atmosphere? And they had to leave. Like, cause it seems like all you guys are pretty much bros to where it's like, hey, like, we understand how Dave is. We understand how the overall, like, barstool got big. It's very sarcastic, very funny. But, you know, obviously some people's feelings can get hurt. I, I mean, us, like, us two, we'd be like, you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. But I, I wonder if anybody ever goes in and they're like, man, this is, this is different than what I'm used to. Have
2: you seen I mean, I think everybody kind of has like an adjustment period. Like it's, it's different than anywhere else for sure. But I mean, I think, you know, once you've been there for a little bit and you understand the way everything works, like, you know, some days it, it might be better than others. Some days it might be you that's in the crossfire or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, it's the best place to work ever. So like, yeah. so for I sure. think most people will, you know, it, it just takes them getting used to.
0: Yeah. So, um, before we get into to some Coach Doug's, all right, got a new man in in Knoxville. Before we get into that, um, will sports ever come back? Honestly, I mean, I know we, we, we're getting football. We're getting football.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, college it, football is a hundred percent going to at least in the SEC. I don't yeah, know what yeah. the rest of everybody's doing. We're going to play. I don't. I don't particularly care. I would almost for for one year. I pitched this idea. Let's just have let's go from twelve to thirteen games. Let's just have a round robin SEC schedule because you know Tennessee being in the East, like Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, we play them once every six years. Yeah. So let's have one year where everybody we play the whole conference, that, and let everybody else do whatever the hell they're going to do. Like and then it. it's like having a real conference instead of Texas A and M playing Georgia for the first time after being yeah. in the same conference for eight years. Yeah. But but yeah, I think I think college football and the NFL are there's so much money there that they're definitely going to play. I was a lot more optimistic on baseball until the last 48 hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. God, that doesn't look great. Hockey NHL sounds said, like they're going to play.
1: Yeah. Are they going to go straight to the playoffs. That's what it looks like.
2: Yeah, so so they're doing like a playoffs with an extra round, basically.
1: Yeah, and so
2: only seven teams got left out of it. Um, and then basketball, it sounds like they're trying real hard to go play at Disney World, which that, that's great. I'm not the biggest NBA guy, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll Are you a it. hockey guy? Oh, yeah. yeah Are you I'm a Predators,
1: a pre- predators guy? Nice. Yeah.
2: So I grew up in Atlanta. And, like I, fo- I followed the Thrasher's because they had Ilya Kovalchuk when I was a kid who was awesome at the time, but like the team was never very good. Yeah. And then I moved to Nashville in 2010, which is the same year the Thrasher's left. And I didn't follow hockey for a few years, and then I think it was the 2012 playoffs. The Preds were playing the Red Wings, which was their big rival at the time when the Red Wings were still in the Western Conference. And like all my friends were watching it, so I just kind of watched it with them, and I like fell in love with the Preds. And to this day, like Preds games are my favorite professional sporting events to go to. Like really, awesome. this go ahead. like this season, I went to two in Nashville, two in New York, New Jersey. I went to Chicago for one, yeah, and there was one more. And anyway, but yeah, I, I go to as many of those as I can. That's awesome. Like I love Preds game. See,
1: I've, I'm a Bruins fan, so like Feidelberg, like watching all those uh, videos and stuff. My like, that's pretty sick. Like being able to just root on with, or cheer on the team with you know big names and Barstool and stuff. It's pretty cool to watch. So. Yeah,
0: um, I've never I've never gotten into hockey. Um but i've heard the games are so damn fun to go to. So Predators
2: I- games are the best professional sporting environment i've ever been in because it's it's college football fans that like yeah. just picked up hockey. Yeah. And like other other hockey fan bases hate the preds because they they view us as like non-traditionalist and hockey's a very traditionalist sport. Right. And but like Hockey games in Nashville are just, like, the biggest playoff game. The the year we went to the Stanley Cup Final, 17. I mean, there were, like, 300,000 people on Broadway. Just, like, it was the biggest party you've ever seen in your life. Like, it was incredible. That's that's crazy. And those games are – I was at uh, game six of the Western Conference Final when we clinched. And, like, that was the loudest game I've ever been to any event bar none. Like, it was just – it's awesome.
0: Damn. Um. Yeah, that's crazy. I need to get I need to get to a hockey game soon. Um, baseball, though, I'm a huge Braves fan, which so are you. Yep. Um, I just just let us down every single year. Yep. Um, what were you, Brad? Brad's a Red Sox fan, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, how did you feel when when we gave up ten runs in like two innings? against the Cardinals.
2: How pissed were you? So I was obviously like live for that game. Yeah. And the game before I still contend, uh, this is so funny you asked that literally probably a week ago, I was up at like two in the morning and I went on YouTube and for whatever reason, the algorithm that day had, uh, had offered me the game five highlights Hmm. And I was like, "Screw it, let's watch that, whatever." <laughs> and I had totally forgotten that it was one to nothing, and there was a ground ball hit to Freddie Freeman. I think it was by Molina, like the slowest guy on the team. Easy yeah. double play. We would have been out of it at one to nothing. Yeah. And he boots it. Which is so. Go,
0: which is not a Fred thing. Like he doesn't. No, need
2: he's a Gold Glover. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go on to score nine more. But I was uh, I was much more upset with games one and four than five because we should have won each of the first four yeah and game four was and there's actually a uh if you go watch the video from game four when it ends i'm just standing there and dave is like laughing and there's a moment there's a moment where dave almost feels bad yeah and he's like no it's okay like they've got game five like you can win game five and i was like no it's over it's done And and then sure enough and then thirty minutes before first pitch of game five, I kind of talked myself. Th- the day between those is when I got hired full time. Yeah. So I was like, I'm feeling good. I was like, okay, we can maybe, maybe do this. Like, and then thirty minutes before the first pitch, big cat goes. So would you rather them lose in, in extra innings again, or just get blown out? And I was like, I mean, if given those yes. options, just blown out. Yeah. And then sure enough, ten <laughs> runs in one inning. Damn. Yeah.
0: See, I I didn't like. I remember it was like a, uh, what, 4.30 game or whatever it was. Yeah,
2: it started early.
0: I didn't like how everything was going because what was it like the day before it all came out about the chop?
2: It was that day. It was that, the Yeah,
0: day. The, the earlier that day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, shit, this is – like I just had a bad feeling about the yep. entire day.
2: And then uh, I don't know how many people remember this, but Mark Melanson posted like – the weirdest video I've ever seen on Twitter. It was him like getting to the ballpark, and he walks into the clubhouse and cooks like this weird macaroni and like hamburger concoction, and he's like eating it weirdly into the camera. And I was like, "There's we're we're about to get our ass kicked." Yeah, like I don't know what that is. But we're about to get shelled.
0: Yeah, it was the weirdest, and I was so damn ready for baseball season this season because I mean. The Braves' young core is just—that's
2: what I was talking with somebody uh, just earlier today, and I was like, "It sucks so bad that like we have Ronald and Ozzy and Soroka and all these twenty-one-year-old, twenty-two-year-old guys yeah. who are just awesome, and you're losing a year yeah, of that." Yeah. yeah, I mean, even if they end up playing eighty games, that's not the same.
0: No, I, the the one guy I'm not a fan of, and I I'm, I'm just not—I'm not a Dansby Swanson fan. I'm just not.
2: Uh, I don't know if you know this. My dog's name is Dansby. Really? Yes.
0: So you're a Dansby now, guy.
2: Now, in fairness, if he had come along a year later, his name would be Ronald. So no. it's not nice. that I am. I, I'm tied to Dansby now. Right. But, uh, yeah, when I hear the name Dansby, I actually thank my dog and not Dansby Swanson. But <laughs> I, I still contend that if given a full year healthy, Dansby is an above average major league player. I mean, last year. Through the first three months, he was killing it. He was like a borderline all-star and then yeah. he got hurt again. Yeah,
0: yeah, and was still right. and
2: was still very good in the playoffs. He won game three. Yeah. With that that double with two outs in the ninth that he had that tied the game. So I'm still bullish on Dansby's uh pro- and I'd still the version that he is now, I'd rather have him like if you said you can keep Dansby or take your chances on like a league average shortstop. I'd take him 11 times out of 10 because defensively he brings a lot yeah. and he still has shown that his back can be very productive. Right. So I still think if he figures out the health side of it, he's a very good player. Yeah.
1: yeah. I was about to say yeah, short starts, short stops aren't what they used to be. So like Sox got Bogarts or whatever he has got Dan's right. Ability, but if you look all throughout the league, there's really not many that are, like, top caliber, caliber players like they used to be. So,
2: And when you have a top of the lineup that has Acuna, Ozzy, and Freddie, you don't need him to be – I mean, if he hits 260 with 16 home yeah. runs and 70 RBIs and gives you, like, what he does defensively, he's an awesome yeah. player.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You are right. Um, yeah, the, but, yeah, um, Ozzie's probably my favorite player. I mean,
2: he's just elite. Um, you know what I've found that I find interesting is not that I know too many little kids, but it seems like when I see little kids like in Atlanta, a lot of them seem to like Ozzy way more than Ronald, which yeah. I find interesting. But every time I go to a Braves game, like kids 10 and under are wearing Ozzy shirts. It, right? might, it, which, it might
0: it might, be like the chains that he wears. I don't know. Yeah,
2: it I mean, probably is. Some, I mean, yeah. he's, he's cool. He's an awesome yeah. dude. But. Yeah talk about Tennessee football. Yeah. The recruiting
1: game, they're absolutely killing it right now. Oh, there has they to are. be something going. Like So, has, to be so
0: has Tennessee fin- Has Tennessee gotten a bunch of stimulus checks? Are they just dropping well, here's stimulus the deal. bags? I am,
2: I am friends with a lot of the coaching staff, so I'm not going to perjure myself. Right. I yeah. will say that uh, in talking to a lot of those guys, like Brian Niedermeyer, who won National Recruiter of the Year, not this past year, but the year before, it's so easy for me to see why players want to play for him. Like he's just the coolest dude in the world. And like the the staff that Pruitt has assembled was for recruiting. Like he said, yeah. I'll, I'll coach, I'll coach them. We just need to get players in here. And I mean, they're, they're doing it. Like,
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean,
2: I'm not then, mad at now, them at all. Yeah. Now the big contrarian thing is like, well, they have 11 three stars and like, I think – I did the math on it. We have, I think, nine right now, four and five stars, which is like 30% of the class or something. Yeah. And those recruits make up 10% of the overall recruiting base. So you're recruiting at a 300% higher than average level, I guess you'd say. Yeah. So that's just – now, will the class stay at number two? Maybe not, but it's going to be a top ten for sure. Oh, yeah. And they've got other five stars that are in contention – I mean, they're they're just killing it. And then, uh, I'm sure y'all are going to talk about the Coach Doug stuff. Like that doesn't hurt at all.
0: Oh, dude. dude. And I, yeah,
2: yeah. And they know that. And they that's why like I know a I know a lot of people over there in the the football department. They they got a licensing deal done with Barstool. Like yeah. we are selling Tennessee licensed Barstool merch. They they've embraced it the most out of any school. I mean, every highlight is tweeted out. Like they understand that, and they are brilliant marketers and great recruiters
0: yeah damn I've uh I've heard from a few people that Pruitt is a really good like players coach and really likable by with a lot of the players and also
2: when when he came uh to UT all the Alabama players I heard were like sad to lose him and I remember Calvin Ridley uh in his first like 18 when things weren't going great and like Calvin Ridley tweeted, Tennessee is going to be very good, very soon. Yeah. Like all the players from Alabama Georgia and Jalen Ramsey, who he coached at Florida state said that he's his favorite coach he's ever had. Wow. And like, he's not, he does not strike me as a very easy person to play football for. Yeah. Like he, he is very demanding and, and a, a kind of a hard ass. But like at the end of the day, I think the players can tell that uh, he cares about him and he's doing what he can to win. Yeah, and I think that's what that's what everybody wants more than anything.
1: I got a quick yeah. question just for the Tennessee thing. Uh, did you watch the match with Brady and uh, Manning? I did. Okay. Did you hear Brady's burn on, uh, or uh, yeah, Brady's burn on Manning when he was talking about Tennessee,
2: where he said was, they haven't been good since you left.
1: Yeah, I was like, what a weird thing to say to some dude who's been gone. He's like they haven't been good since you left. It's
2: like, well, first of all, the year after he left, <laughs> Tennessee won a national championship. Yeah, yeah, but- then they were still dominant well into the early 2000s. And now, like, we're not good, I guess, by, uh, by tra- traditional standards. But we're like, I would say we're the hottest brand in the country right now. Yeah. Like, I would say that 50,000 yeah. people tuning in to watch. T- and, and, you know, it, it's funny to me that Georgia the other night, Big Cat beat Georgia on the game. And Georgia was, like, super triggered about it. And they were tweeting, uh, well, we'll just take our 2019 win. And they posted, like, oh, a Brian. GIF of, oh, of them sacking Brian Maurer. And I was like, they, Georgia understands that it is not good for 17-year-old recruits yeah. to be oh, seeing yeah. Tennessee, like, as this cool, fun brand that, like, everybody enjoys. Yeah, See, I'm a
1: Georgia guy. So, that's the first time I've really talked to somebody who's also SEC East, whatever. You have, you know, the West all the time, Bama guys and all that. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talk about Georgia all the time. I'm not one of those guys who talk shit, though, because they haven't won since 1980. So, I mean, yeah. I really can't say anything. You know, yeah. Tua beat our ass. Like, I just got to wait until the SEC championship again and then the national championship, and then eventually, you know, something will happen. But,
0: yeah, yeah, it's, it's and I'm, been brutal. I'm a Hurricanes fan, if you can see. Uh, we haven't been good in 20 years, so – um. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. So, so as far you've been a Tennessee fan, who's the team that you hate the most? Who's your biggest? Well, rival? So I
2: grew up in Georgia, and I grew up a Georgia Tech fan as a kid. So it's always been Georgia. Yeah. But having gone to Tennessee, Florida is now a very close second. Oh. Uh, okay. They are absolutely insufferable. They are bad people, <laughs> and I will I will stick by that.
1: At least we all can agree on something. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Florida fans are are genuinely bad people. <laughs> um. Alabama, I don't particularly hate that much because they just kick our ass. I would like to beat them. I would prefer yeah. we did. Yeah. But, like, they're not even that obnoxious because they're just so good that they don't really care anymore. Yeah. Florida, Florida and Georgia are the two followed relatively closely – by Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt is a different kind of hate though, because here's the thing about Vandy. They don't care if they lose, which makes it so much worse because when they lose, it doesn't hurt them. They don't give a shit, yeah. but then when they win, it's uh, the Super Bowl, yeah. yeah, I mean they they put it on Christmas cards, yeah <laughs> and think. go ahead uh and, and so i I actually went Pruitt's first year, two thousand and eighteen. It was my last game as a student. We played at Vandy and I was in Nashville for Thanksgiving anyway. So my dad and I went to the game and we got our ass kicked. That was for, we were five and six. It was to go to a bowl game. We just got shelled. And I was like, I will never, ever come back here. This was the worst experience of because their fans are just absolutely atrocious. Most of whom did not go to Vanderbilt, mind you. If you went to Vanderbilt, you can say you're smarter than somebody else. Most of them absolutely did not. And so – uh, but then I was talking with my buddy the other day, I was like, listen, if fans are allowed, we're going back to Vandy this year and we're going to be at the living piss out of them and I'm going to be there to watch it. <laughs> so it only took, it only took the next game at Vandy for me to change my stance on that. But, uh, but yeah, I would, I, I hate Vandy in a different way. And then in basketball, I hate Kentucky and football as well, but like, it's much more of a rivalry in basketball. So I hate Kentucky as well.
0: I hear you. Um, Did you go to the uh,
2: 2016
0: Georgia-Tennessee game, the Hail Mary?
2: So, I had talked with my friends about going. Like, I was going to go. I don't remember why I didn't end up going because I have – I've got family in Athens and, like, they live five minutes from campus and, like, we could have stayed there. I don't – I genuinely don't remember why I didn't end up going. But I remember where I was watching it. I was watching it with just one other friend of mine. We are in my apartment and the Eason – pass happens and people forget that people forget that that hail mary was not like we drove down the field in a minute we had 10 seconds yeah i i collapsed to the floor crying i mean crying when yeah. that happened because i was just like this is so the the play actually that people do forget is we were up three we we're up three points because when they scored they went up four we needed the touchdown yeah we're up three points and we intercept georgia with like a minute and a half left should have ended the game, but Mike DeBoer, who was our offensive coordinator at the time that everybody hated, I was like, throw one pass, throw one pass, get a first down, the game is over. I mean, the three most conservative runs you've ever seen in your life. Timeout, timeout, timeout. We had to punt to him, and that's when that pass happened. Yeah, so I was like, it's just so typical that this is how, because we were undefeated at the time, that this is how this season is going to end. Yeah, and then and then and then they got a. uh an offside penalty on the kickoff. So we got an extra five yards, push it up to the 50, and then he uncorked that pass. And I remember looking at that pass when it was about the 20. I was like, oh, "That looks pretty fucking good. <laughs> and then I just saw Jawan catch it. The defense they played on that play was utterly terrible. Fair. I mean, they put Lorenzo yeah. Carter out there, who was a defensive end, and he's standing on the back line of the end zone, five yards away from the play. Yeah, He had no idea what he was doing. Uh, I'm just very thankful that we caught that pass because that at least made that season. If we'd gone seven and five that year, well, hell, maybe Butch would have been fired then, so it might have worked out. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's a fond memory of mine. I wish I was there. I was at the 15 Georgia game, which was arguably a a bigger letdown for Georgia. They were up 24 to three, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we came back and won that game.
0: Yeah, I call the the 2016 game. I don't know. I swear, I don't know if I've seen this somewhere or I made it up, but I call that game the dobnail boot. Just yeah, that's
2: what a lot of people call it.
0: Yeah, because – I
2: actually prefer uh, – I saw somewhere – this is never used, but I saw one person say the heave between the hedges, and yeah. I like that one better. Yeah, I do. I do like but everybody that. says – everybody dobnail boot's the one that caught on. Yeah. Which is – because, yeah, I mean, like, earlier in the fourth quarter they had played that
0: that audio. Yeah. It's just kind of funny. I, I I guess I just seen it somewhere and I just when when I talk to Georgia fans about it, I always say that. Um yeah. let's move on to some coach Doug's Doug's man. He made the decision. Killing it. Killing it. He made the decision to go to Tennessee. He's undefeated right now.
2: Seven and
0: Threw up a old bird the other night. Um you uh you tried to call Big Cat. Right when he made the decision.
2: Yeah. So I was playing PlayStation with my friends and we were watching it and he picked Tennessee. I was like, I'm just going to call him. Yeah. Didn't answer. Yeah. Uh, that's, I didn't figure he would. I was just, like, <laughs> just going to call him see what happened. He
0: was like, uh, he was like, no, no big Tennessee. No. Yeah. I was like, shut up, big T. Yeah. It was so funny. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, like you said, it's, it's huge for like recruiting and the brand and everything. I mean, 50,000 oh, people tuning in
2: yeah it's awesome like and and I'm glad that uh you know the Tennessee social people have like embraced it. I actually they're the uh director of content at is a guy named Clay he's awesome at his job he came over from Clemson and like he as soon as actually before it happened he he talked to me and was like can we get like you know let us know if this is going to happen like we want to do a whole bunch of stuff with it and so yeah I I had no idea. Like, I didn't know. Brett McMurphy's tweet, the yeah. college football report, that was the first I'd heard of that. I had no idea. So uh, then he picks Tennessee, and, like, Tennessee was on it. Like, they had all these graphics made and everything, and they still, like, they just kill it. Because, like I said, they understand what an awesome opportunity this is. Yeah. And so I hope, uh, you know, Dan said he was going to stay for at least two years unless Wisconsin opened up. Ooh. So let's okay. hope that doesn't happen and we, we win it this year and then we yeah. come back and win two in a row. <laughs> I,
0: I was just about to say, have you have you talked to Big Cat about how, how the brand is and how important it is to win at Tennessee? Have you told him?
2: I think he understands. I think Vol Twitter has given him a nice
0: okay, uh, yeah.
2: inundation in – in uh what we expect (laughs) and i think tennessee's track record when coaching does not go well speaks for itself so i think he understands uh (laughs) that he it's in his best interest to win
0: yeah now you um you said you help with some doug
2: stuff uh just you know i just tweet out clips just like so yeah it's like social just from my my accounts Yeah, yeah we all I mean, I, I love watching it. Like, yeah. like oh, yeah. everybody else, he's at Tennessee. So yeah. it's crazy
1: how Barstool is like taking over the world. Cause I remember like in 2008, 2009 was when I really like, I'm still like 15, 16 at that point, kind of learning about Barstool, you know, too young to be like looking at the content, I guess at that point in middle school, but uh, it's crazy how in a decade, it's kind of gone from just being like sports and all that to just really taking over in so many different uh, avenues. So like, I mean, the big companies that always target you guys or just try to write you off before, it's kind of like, it's wild just how you guys have grown it and how Dave's grown it. Just, I mean, it's crazy in a, in a decade. I, I'm excited to see what happens in like 10, 15 years, especially. So
2: Yeah, and what I tell people is like, the, the brands that hate Barstool are angry that we have something that resonates with people so much that 70,000 people will tune in to watch Dan play a video game <laughs> yeah. and then like and that Tennessee will engage with that and and help that and not, you know, when they go in to interview Jeremy Pruitt after a practice on a Tuesday during the season, like he doesn't really care because that's not his job. Like, Mm -hmm. and and those brands can't, like ESPN could never do that. Yeah. yeah And so I think that's why a lot of, you know, companies like that don't love Barstool, even if some of their people might, like the brands themselves will never, yeah, come around on it because we have just an audience that they can't tap into like that.
1: Yeah. And you yeah. guys are, I mean, you guys are almost untouchable. Like obviously you had some things like from the Barstool documentary, the Howitzergate, and all that stuff, which, you know, is it's its own thing, but like you guys can say so much shit and it's awesome because it's a very sarcastic, very, uh, you know, sat- satirical uh, brand. So I think it's legit. I mean, we all, we all I think love it's, it.
2: So. I think it's just authentic. Like, ESPN can't put somebody in front of a camera watching the Braves like get 10 runs in the first inning. Like that's. Yeah. And, and you can't script that either. Like I wasn't told to do anything. I was just sitting there they were like, watch the game. <laughs> and so I think that, and like the BYU game, I, that, that's actually a funny story. The first like thing, because I wasn't really in content at this point, I was still an intern yeah was when Tennessee played BYU the week after we had lost to Georgia state, we we're and one and we're playing byu and i was like okay this is where we get back on track we're gonna beat them we'll be fine and we were up a touchdown late in the game and uh they were like you have to go into the uh game time room and watch this and i was like i don't want to they're like you have to
0: yeah
2: so i go in there and they're streaming and they had been streaming all day and like i think several hundred people were watching whatever it was and We had to kick off to them and they had the ball with like 30 seconds. So I was like, okay, we got this. We're going to win. It's fine. And uh, we had a social guy in there and the producer was running the stream. And he leans over to Chuck, who was there filming for social and goes, 7,000 people just joined this stream. And then I think it, it was it. Thirteen thousand or whatever it was, and I heard him say seven thousand people just joined the stream, and I was like, "Well, something's about to happen." Yeah. I don't know if it's good or bad, but something's about to happen. Oh shit! And then because <laughs> we were like a minute and a half behind, and that's when they uncorked a sixty-yard pass down the sideline wow. to set up a, uh, a game time field goal to go to overtime. Damn. So it's just it's just stuff like that that like it's yeah. it's authentic and happens in the moment that like yeah that makes and I mean to what it
0: is, and sometimes. When you're watching the Braves, you just have to get up and, and, and leave like you did. You, just, <laughs> and, you do? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so. Uh,
2: I actually, that, uh, so that happened and they almost come back. They yeah. were never going to win that game, but whatever. Yeah. Then during the 10-run game, so we're down 10 to nothing, and I was like, well, I guess I have to stay here and watch this whole thing because if they're, if for whatever reason, that came back and won this game and I was not here, I'd be fired. Yeah. So, so I stood there, I sat there by myself watching the entire, we turned the stream off in like the fourth inning. Yeah. I just sat there the whole time watching and I was oh. like, I guess I've got to be here.
1: Damn. Damn. And
2: there's actually a video, there's a video of me, all the lights are out in the office. It's just me standing there, like with my backpack on ready to go just looking at all six TVs are on like the Cardinals celebrating at SunTrust park. And it's just me looking at it. And it goes like from me back to the TV, from me back to the TV. Uh, it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. But I know, uh,
0: I know we talked about it earlier, but damn it, dude, I was so mad, but it's such a typical, it's a typical Atlanta sports thing or, or Georgia yeah. sports thing. Like it's just, it's just what they do.
1: Yeah.
2: God,
0: dude.
1: Yeah,
2: except for soccer. But, I mean, I don't watch soccer. So. I, yeah, I don't Yeah, that yeah. doesn't count. Anybody that says like that counts, it, it does not count. Yeah, it d- it yeah. doesn't.
0: I agree. But, all right, man. We uh we've enjoyed having you on talking some sports, Tennessee, Doug's, all of it.
1: Thanks for hopping awesome. on. I wanna give uh, a quick shout out to John Rowling, uh a good buddy of mine, Ooh. obviously your cousin. So I know he's listening. He he hit me up and said, Hey, I'll be listening, so I want to
2: give him a shout out. Uh, he yeah, well it, thank so. you guys. This was fun.
1: Yeah, man. man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.